0: And a huge Ledbury welcome to everyone who's here, and a huge Ledbury welcome to our young performers. Hi, I'm Philippa, I'm the uh, festival manager, and I've just got a few things to say before we start. First thing is, please turn on your mobile phone when you leave the building. So turn it off for now. And a couple of thank yous. A huge thank you to Arts Council England for sponsoring uh, or supporting the festival all year round. And some very special people to thank for this particular event. The first is Garfield Western Foundation, who supports the festival's really vital and vibrant community programme. The other is Hereford Cathedral, who are co-sponsoring the Young Poet-in-Residence. This is a new initiative, a new partnership, and we're really delighted to welcome Hereford Cathedral people here and the Young Poet-in-Residence. And thirdly, but uh, not least, is Joni's Fund, who also supports this really important work that the festival does with young people. So without further ado, here is Tony Cook.
1: Good afternoon, welcome to our event, Get Ready for Young Voices. We've heard from the lovely singers from Close House. They're going to be performing again for us halfway through the performance. Um, This is our Young Writers Group. We're looking for a new name, so, any suggestions we would appreciate groovy young writers isn't quite uh our uh, our thing um we've been working together for a number of months the young people um have written an extraordinary range of poetry you're going to hear 27 of their works today and then we've got a little musical interlude from the close house singers and then Dee is going to be performing for us, who's been the young poet in residence at Hereford Cathedral Cloisters Project, where she's had the really tricky task of sitting in Hereford Cathedral for days at a time, wondering what had happened in the past and what's happening now. Um, I need to warn you, there's a few swears in our performance. There's one enormous, massive one. from Sadie with the ginger hair, you'd never have thought it, so we apologise in advance for that, but it's a cracker. Um, <laughs> some of the material is really personal, um, because we've got so much that we want to share with you, we would ask that please, I know you'd be desperate to applaud, but perhaps we could applaud at the end of the, of the first section of our 27 pieces before... The guys sing. Um, We'd like to thank Jamie, who's here with us today, who's been our volunteer on this project, and also Charlie Staunton, who was our volunteer last year. Can't keep them away, these volunteers. So uh, Alex has done some beautiful writing for us, and his work is within our performance day, but Jamie's going to be reading it on his behalf. Um, I hope you enjoy it.
2: How to be human. They put us in a box, label us tell us what to do, say, and think. They try to control us, push buttons to mold us. But we're not robots. We'll break the mold. We can't be controlled, we can't be wired. They get frustrated when we're not what they want, but we don't care. We'll embrace who we are, our own characteristics. They want to take away our voices, but we won't let them. We'll scream, shout, how we might even sing. They try to tell us how to be human. Nah, screw that. We already are.
3: The life of a writer. The life of a writer consists of doing an all-nighter so that I don't miss the deadline as we are leaving at half nine. Not knowing if it flows, just seeing how it goes as I put pen to paper. The life of a writer means shh. Means you shoot from your bed because you have a poem in your bloody head. A look at the time, how the heck can I rhyme? At this time of night, with the stars as my only light. The life of a writer, what joy it brings when I share it with you earthlings. Watching you take in every word, even even if some of them are absurd. Or just completely mad, I know this poem is bloody bad. The life of a writer is sitting with a friend, helping me finally get to the end. It brings a whole group closer together, no matter the weather. Hearing our laughter ring all around the room, whilst Tony watches us all bloom. The life of a writer is showing that they are a fighter, telling you things. As our hearts start to sting, I will no longer hide the emotions I feel inside now that I have learnt to write. How are you? You ask
4: me how I am, I do not know. For there are too many parts of me to make one whole. Every part I feel so intensely, so vividly, so bold. They can't fit inside just one body. They scream at me and I'm not in control. This isn't just a case of personality, or identity, or name. This is a crisis, a clashing, a wiring on fire in every separate section of my brain. It is fragmented and burning, can't understand what it's learning every single new day. It's too much to take in when, underneath this skin, who I am can never stay the same. For what I feel, I feel deeply, much deeper than most. Even the suggestion of a gesture is as if a bomb explodes. And my heart might be a muscle, but it simply cannot take the load. Of a thousand screaming emotions, each with their own reality, all of them opposed. A million truths, all contradictory fill my life from day to night. I can make myself look as though I have some stability, yet I am so very far from fine. I am strong, but no, I am not coping. I'm starving away and beginning to die. All these weighted realities I'm holding only seem to subtract from my BMI. Perhaps they are too heavy. I need to be light in order to balance it out. But that's a joke already. My life is far too messy. And I'm sick of using humour to avoid seeing you frown. I am sick. I am very sick. And I'm dying inside and out. So if you want to know how I am, the truth is, I don't know. I'm just trying not to drown anywhere. I thought I belonged with you. Your love was fake, but I didn't care. Or how I belonged with your abuse. I wish I could move on, but I can't seem to move anywhere. in my starvation. I sit here, in my starvation, and I wish I could curl up and make myself as small as possible, shrinking to skin and bone, as if I could starve away all of the ugliness inside of me. But in spite of this, it seems that all the weight I lose only feeds my monsters. And I'm weak and traumatised. And these memories of a different life in a different world, surviving daily abuse make streams of water and salt form on my face because I do not know what it feels like to be whole. I've only ever been broken. and I don't believe these broken, broken pieces will ever be able to fit together. The more I try to pick them up, The more they break, and the more I bleed.
5: Me, I'm a bear. Me, I'm a bear. With a head of big, bushy hair. And this, my attempt at facial hair. It all adds to my inevitable flair. And some of you are looking at me with quite the evil glare. A bear? How very dare you? A a bear? You're not even close. More like barely hairy. Well, to you, I say this. Do you want to come check? Because sass me again and you'll hit the fucking deck. Dating apps. Do you want to see? Do you want to be number three? All these and more from guys named Daddy and even a few who call me Laddie. They don't seem to understand I would rather walk and talk than pump and dump. Dick pics galore and often more, offering money and drugs for a bit of fun on the rug. But just a word of warning, no matter how fun it seems and no matter how hung, the regret will eat you up. And to the men online, I'm not your pup. A Prince Amongst Men. A prince amongst men, I met him in Manchester of all places. Before I was so scared, I started doing paces. My uncles took me to my first big pride and boy, what a ride, don't be dirty. The streets were packed with young and old, all with stories to be told about love and hate, from riots in the States to a wedding down in Margate. The sounds blasted from the pubs and bars, the street was closed off, so there were no cars. Pride flags of every type, and the people waving them, just adding to the hype, magnified by these colourful stripes. It was like entering a foreign land, a strange place where men could walk hand in hand, people chattering in the street with strangers about the trait that we shared, and right there and then, everyone cared. The costumes were bright and, dare I say, fabulous. Sequins and feathers, the things of dreams. Seven-foot drag queens towering over all, they add to the villages, beautiful call. With all my senses alive with feeling, I didn't think I could cope. I spent forever staring at the ceiling. Then all of a sudden, I got a ray of hope, carrying on a tradition of 50 years. And this year, it's not going to end in tears. I met him in a bar whose name escapes me, but I remember his. It was Lee. He was the first one to smile at me, and he was and always will be my first kiss. It was drunken, it was messy, and it was bliss.
3: G-bomb. Have you ever listened to Christian music whilst writing a poem about the word Gregs? <laughs> but it pleased you to do so. I guess you haven't. But I have. I drop the G-bomb at every chance I get. Just listen to the very end. Have you ever wrote the word Gregs at the bottom of, of an email in white and sent it in the middle of the night? So they don't know it's there but you do. Have you ever mouthed the word Greggs behind a professional's back, so they don't hear it or see it, but you know you have let it out? Have you ever kept saying the word Greggs in front of the person that despises the word just to piss them off? But you take pleasure in watching them cringe. I have done all these things because of the good feelings that it brings. But I have a confession to make, and you'll probably think, oh, for fuck's sake. I'm sorry, Tony, but it's got to be said. So I hope you are all prepared. The word is not Greg's, It's cunt. <laughs> That's better. Now we can all get it together. I want you to think about the words that I have said. Have you done any of these things with the word that I meant? If not, you should. It's great, you should see the look on everyone's face.
6: Uh, These poems were written by Alex. This one's called The Ice King. I can't watch you for too long. I can't pull away from those winter blues. You know exactly how to bring the tears out, especially when I can't resist you. Your spikes of frozen liquid that surround and the ever-dilating midnight of your pupils. Will you ever understand when I can't speak? Your eyes don't lie and neither do my own. The sensation of blurry vision and desire. Desire to grow, cherish, understand, observe. Craving for my body, soul, heart, mind. I've never quite been as high. as what I'm laying next to your presence with your strong grip on my jaw, cascading love, endless lust for life and limitless exploration. My Ice King has the warmest heart. This one's called Untouchable, Unreasonable, Unwanted. Have you ever been happy to be lonely? I can live without the human interaction of others, sometimes, somewhere, some days. I wish I could understand the reasoning and oh, how I beg to a false God to be wanted at all in any other situation other than the one I'm currently in. Financially drowning at the cusp of adulthood. In a haze of lonerism and the line is drawn sharp, across the heavy weight of my stories within. Please won't you tell me the story? So I did. I talked and looked out the sullen window. Have I done it finally? Is this what it is to grow up? I am yesterday's son today. Forever I will remain, among the wild flowers of wilted choices, the disturbing echoes of a childhood no more. Wasted, I'd never been that screwed before the lingering presence of my own decisions, misshapen, misplaced, misread. Give me back what is is mine or die, please. Washed of the hideous stains of a person no more, plucking sunshine flowers off of walls in cities, gazing at the mountains of alleyways. They all know I can't take any more to break. I saw priests and politicians and coffins drenched in the sudden glory of chance. There is no justice in this world, I should know.
2: In the blink of an eye, the first time I met you, I loved you instantly. You were born a thief, stealing my heart. The little bundle making my darkest days brighter. You make me want to fight, to wake up every day. You are my motivation to keep going, my little spark and fire. Consuming my heart, engulfing it with pride. In the blink of an eye, you'll transform into your own person. I look forward to the days I can spend with you making memories with you that I'll cherish forever. My nephew, I'll guard you with my life. I'll be one of your many protectors. In the blink of an eye, you'll be grown up. But my love for you will never waver. It will grow with you. Salvation.
3: People may come and go, but he will never leave me. He's my rock, my strength, the reason for my every breath. My hope to get me through the night As he hugs me tight He fills me up with love I don't deserve But I'll always be here to serve When I sing his song All my chains are gone He lifts me up like helium Taking me to my freedom He walks beside me holding my hand Guiding me to a life he always planned Even when I wander off the path but he will never show me his wrath. As, as he knows that I'll always come back, always helping me stay on track. With him alone, I have grown. I know that he'll never disown me. He will always set me free. When I am in his arms, I am home. Sometimes,
4: sometimes I feel so broken. It's as if nothing, no amount of love or happiness or care could ever make me feel any less broken. As if the pain will always control me. But sometimes moments of true kindness, genuine care, Flood in and fill my heart So that just for a moment The broken cracks are filled with love My broken pieces held together as one whole Held by love By connection By humanity From love Comes safety From connection comes growth and from humanity comes hope.
5: An attempt to be kind. An attempt to be kind and to leave the past behind. A friendly smile is sometimes all I need and sometimes I'm left to bleed. Just to interject, I do not mean physically bleed, I just mean mentally and emotionally. I implore you to be kind, because kindness, after all, is hard to find, and in these times, rare is valuable. You cannot buy kindness, and it cannot be sold, irrelevant of what you may have been told. So with kindness so valuable, why isn't it valued amongst ourselves and not stocked on our shop shelves? I'm not saying sell all your stuff and give to the poor. Kindness can be as simple
6: as holding the door.
2: Do you ever stop to think
6: of how this world has been left?
2: Do you ever consider
6: the bleak prospects we disregard?
2: Do you realise
6: that, li- that those that live without should be told?
2: Do you think to understand
6: the, roo- the noose around your neck is to control? Do you give the chances to fritter at strength to carry on?
2: Do you worry now
6: about how we carry on and build upwards?
2: Do you even bother to question
6: a life without the taxman?
2: Do you think you could do it?
6: Disregard a career and a family?
2: Do you think you're entitled?
6: To a decent standard of living?
2: Do you believe in more?
6: Resign to the blindfold they tie to your eyes?
2: Do you think they're honest?
6: You truly do deserve to exist and not to live.
5: The state of affairs. The PM stands at her pulpit like she's the judge and we are the culprit and so we're left to drop like leaves. Five weeks for an appointment? What a fucking disappointment. And if we get one by some miracle, in actual fact, we get fuck all. The meds we need are out of reach, but public health is what they preach. They treat us like we are the leech, but they are sucking the blood from us all. The problem is they try to cure, to cope and fix, but you're still sat here and you still feel like shit. You don't seem to get it with universal credit, families are barely scraping by and it's not poverty we are escaping, it's our lives. Food banks, what a pile of wank that they have become a necessity instead of emergency support and care. Cupboards and countertops are laid bare. It's no wonder fast food is so common and it's no wonder so many young people end up in a coffin. You eat shit, you feel shit, you do shit, you're dead. And by the upper classes, we are seen as scum, but we're not. We are your brothers, your sisters, dads and mums. We are family and friends. We are human beings and not just statistics. We're just like you. The same fears, the same joys, and the same characteristics.
4: Zombies. Oh, how the zombies lie not. their millions to provide the few with their trillions just do the work nine till five and they'll serve the righteous fine and drop away like flies how mysterious that they could go just like that like a shadow of the hideous that they could fall through the cracks crushed below the insidious Whoever would know there could ever be something serious When every single soul just walks on oblivious As if something wasn't wrong this entire whole time As they've worked their whole lives doing nine until five To survive and provide Yet they never got a dime They were given like their cries To the power up high And yet why did they not Get the cur in return For their time when they worked And they served in the firms They just died with no bed Without as much as a nurse With no dime in their purse To even pay for a hearse, and there's a crime here somewhere, yet where is the care, for 29 year old mother who puts her children first, for a ride to school she pays for their bus furs, and at night she serves dinner to her boy and girl first, but she cries from hunger as her stomach churns, and she fights as she yearns, but she can't say a word. But despite her willpower, she whirs and she whirs. She is right on the verge, all of mind and body burned. Why can't they see that this isn't rare? Why do they insist on making it unfair? Why must they give only lies to the world, crying, oh my, we try to make it fair? Why must they, or even the herd, time after time, never even learn? Why most of the zombies can't even see that they are cursed, or even see The few above just continue to make it worse.
2: Phoenix from the Ashes. Now, I'm scared of needles, but that won't stop me getting what I want. I want a tattoo. Maybe one, maybe two, maybe three or more. My brother asked me why I would mark my body like that. I told him they would mean something to me. Something to get me through the hard times. I want a phoenix rising from the ashes because that's what I want to be. As it seeps into my skin, it will be my symbol, my icon. It will remind me of the reasons I should keep going. It will remind me that I have family and friends that love me. I have a niece and nephew that mean more than the world to me because that's what I want to be. I want to be a phoenix rising from the ashes, and I will be. Strength from pain. Control. It might sound like a bad word to you, but some people need it. It's routine, it's order, peace, and calm. I've lost control of plenty of situations, the consequences, terrible coping methods. My head screaming, no, don't do it, Every other part of my body acting on impulse. Overpowering that little voice, the urge impossible to resist. Replacing one pain with another. The pleasure of erasing the agony of a contracting chest, but the uncertainty of knowing how to cover up. But one phone call, one text, that's all it takes. They'll always answer. Always there to reassure me and make me feel better. They make me feel stronger. Now, our friendship has grown stronger. The pain and scars have given me a lifelong friend. Fabulous
3: friendships. People may come and go, but there are always the ones that stay and take you to lunch at Subway Some will stay on the phone with you for most of the night just to make sure that you are all right. These are the friends that you keep for life whilst you both enjoy a Friday night. Getting up to things you'll probably regret as you reflect in the morning over a cigarette. They make you feel special when they help you see your potential. They make you feel happy when they are being wacky. They make you feel frustrated when they want to be isolated. They make you feel proud when they read their work aloud. Friends come from different backgrounds. When people find out, they look dumbfound. They think you possibly can't be friends. This is something they will never be able to comprehend. Because one is rich, the other poor. That's okay, we'll always answer the door. We enjoy each other's company whilst we sit on the balcony. They make you feel excited when you get reunited. They make you smile when their name comes up on your mobile. They make you glad when you read what is in their notepad. They make you cry with laughter when they come back at you with their banter. These are the friends you should treasure as they make your life a whole lot better. It took me a while to understand, as I always had to meet people's demands. Now I have come to realise, not everyone will criticise. There are beautiful people out there, who really do care.
5: Weird stare. I saw them do it. That weird stare. What were they looking at? My clothes? My hair? I've stopped trying to stop them, I've stopped trying to care. And I thought about it, and I thought, holy shit! Why should I change? Why should I care? So I shan't try. I'll keep my clothes, my walk, and yes, my hair. This one's lovingly entitled, My Housemate. My housemate. My fucking housemate. Let's call her, Kate. Yes, Kate is a good name, it's easy to rhyme, and it isn't too lame. My housemate was nice. When I met her, that is, and now she's upstairs trying to make some guy finish. I can hear them both panting away, probably thinking the world is okay. And you may think I'm so very rude for writing this poem, and maybe you're hoping you, in fact, don't know them? If this was the first time, I'd probably be kinder, but so I don't forget... Here's a reminder. The night before a funeral, I was driven to madness, wandering the street, and about to get beat. I hadn't slept in a while, so I started seeing living as vile, and to be honest, just not worthwhile. So I stood on the bridge, about to dive, and I thought of some things to keep me alive. It's my sister's prom tomorrow, and I'm going to do a one-man show. The places I'll go, and the ideas I will think, all of these saved me from the freezing drink. Then, of course, there is my family, dear. Oh my, this is sounding quite queer. You all think I'm pissed at her, and rightfully so, but I'm not, I'll tell you why, because when I was low, I sought the help that was needed, and their advice was heeded. The meds are far, but they are on their way, so soon I can just lay. I drift into a sleep, a sleep that I can keep. Some of you will think, just go to her, and say, but my brain doesn't work that way. I'd rather stand up here and face a crowd, I don't know why, it's just easier to say aloud. There, I've finished, and it sounds like So is he. I'll finish my tea down in the kitchen and hopefully soon I can finish my bitching.
3: Courage and strength. It takes a lot of strength to conquer when I feel I can't go on much longer. It takes a lot of courage to surrender, but that's all right when we're together. It will take strength to be certain. When I come from behind the curtain, it will take courage to have doubt when I want to speak out. It takes strength to fit in. Don't worry, this is not a sin. It takes courage to stand out. Will you let my voice shout? It takes a lot of strength to feel a friend's pain when their life is going down the drain. It takes a lot of courage to feel my own pain when my life becomes a hurricane. It will take strength to go through abuse and not to come out as a recluse. It will take courage to stop it when my heart has been split. It takes strength to stand alone when I am scared of the unknown. It takes courage to lean on another when I cry to my mother. It takes a lot of strength to love, even when I have had enough. It takes a lot of courage to love, even if it fits like a glove. One day.
4: Here is the world that one day I shall live in. In the morning I shall wake up. I will be excited and looking forward to the day ahead. I will get ready, clean my body and go out fresh and well rested. My body will be healthy, strong enough to face and thrive in the day that lies before me. I will grab a drink, coconut cappuccino of course, from Costa and, like a warrior, be ready and prepared for whatever I may encounter. From be it love or pain, I will not back down, I will not cower. I will hold love in my heart and connect to everyone I meet, allowing the love to flow out to others, like waves from the sea. Every moment in the day will be a moment where I can lock onto each little part, hold tight and cherish in my heart. I will eat when I'm hungry and drink when I'm thirsty to nourish my body and allow it to stay strong and grow stronger. No longer will I punish and deprive my body and my mind. My growth is what I will foster. I will have the freedom to enjoy food, not controlled by anorexia, and go out for meals and feed my body with food that makes me feel nourished, fulfilled, and fueled. I will make music. I will compose. I will write monologues and stories, songs, poems, and prose. I will act. I will be dedicated to helping people wherever I can and giving love to everybody I see Love which is real, love which you can feel in the shape of a heartbeat. I will perform, I will perform on stage, spreading my music to hundreds and thousands, millions of people all over the world and look into every single face. I will stand on stage and look into the eyes of a stadium full of people, connecting to each and every one and letting them know that I understand their pain. I have been there and life can change and improve and get better, I promise this. Stay alive, one day it will be worth it. I will give hope to those who feel helpless. We can create a new world for ourselves. Sometimes when we feel hopeless, we just need a little help. Do not give up. And one day, you will win the fight against the demons and monsters trying to destroy you. You can make it through. I will spread love, not hate. I will be constantly growing and lifting others up with me. I will give back. To anyone and anyone that I possibly, possibly can. And in my heart, I will be at peace. I have won the war. My demons will cower before my love and strength. And I will be free. I will be free.
6: This is a poem about my experience as a volunteer with this group. Six months ago, I knew two things about poetry. Some words rhyme and some words don't. But over months of writing, I've learned so much more. It can take us from whispering behind pages to commanding crowds from stages. See bears come out of their cages. Make a room of people wet themselves at the mention of a certain word. Mm -hmm. Express everything about yourself from the profound to the absurd. I've seen so much about people and what can be achieved with support and encouragement and a bit of self-belief. I've seen people learn for certain just how far that they can reach and I'd be lying if I said one of those people wasn't me. I thought I knew two things about poetry but that's all been turned around because I've seen you can't contain talent in a rhyme and you can't always write confidence down. From scraps of paper in a mansion's basement I never could have guessed I now know one thing for certain about poetry, I know that I've heard the best.
1: now going to hear two songs, and then we're going to hear the poems from the Hereford Cathedral (laughs) Cloisters project.
7: (laughs) The world was on fire, no one could save me but you. Strange words um so make foolish people do I never dreamed that I've made somebody like you. And I never dream that I'd lose somebody like you No way. Let me dream of you what a wicked thing to say you never felt this way what a wicked thing to do to make me dream of you when I fall in love Could save me, but you. It's strange what design make foolish people do. I never dreamed that I'd love somebody like you. And i never dream that I'd lose somebody like you No, I don't wanna fall in love
1: I managed really well not to cry through all the poems, and then the second song got me. (laughs) Um, Dee has had this wonderful experience of being the first young poet in residence at Hereford Cathedral ever, ever. And I've had the privilege of being her mentor. Um, So how many have we got? Six? About six. About six. Uh, Six poems about her... Kind of creative response to the cathedral some of it is, is imaginings of what might have happened here before there was a collection of vicar's choral how many 29 27 thank you so much originally 27 um, you'll hear about some of those if the poems that heidi's written have inspired you there's a really great exhibition on in the cathedral um next to the map of monday so i will give you d
4: Before the public eye, I am holy, deified. I speak the words of profundity and whisper with the breath of life. We are made in God's image. We are his sons and his daughters. We must respect and pay homage to the Lord up above us. These words echo and draw you to me. For I am qualified to speak And these ties will become chains Which hold you up when you are weak But what you cannot see Is that there is no key But you give me your belief Every time you reappear Take concealed vows to conform As I instill you with fear For I am to be trusted I am the saint, the very idea of all you should be, so come near, my dear, there are no sinners here. And later in the evening, when you return to those you've missed, when the sun dies and the night lives, when I am back in the cloisters with the others who talk like this, at last the liquid kisses my lips, but do not fear, There are no sinners here, I will repent later. This is not sin. And after the liquid shall be labia daos. Flesh so full and young, such shall have a high cost. You cannot imagine how wicked, why, my gosh. But there are no sinners here. I will repent later like him on the cross. This is not sin, this is not. And this is how the night shall be, such pleasure, so divine, swallowed in the darkness with the falsehoods of my disguise. For to you I am untainted, untouchable, up high. You shall not perceive if you haven't the sight. You see there are no sinners here, I will repent later this is not sin for there is no light but don't you be so naive to believe I am the only one who lives like this I am in the church indeed but also businesses and politics the preachers and the leaders who teach we live a different life to the one you witness all I do is sing the sacred speech But you should know, we are all sinners. (coughs) Bells ring. Bells ring. A building stands tall. I hope the bells continue to ring. I hope these walls do not fall. Beauty can be lost in an instant but some memories cannot be forgotten. In a fragile existence, the only constant is the path that will be trodden. What will rise will fall to the floor. What will live will turn up at death's door. What will be will be as it has been before and it will change and maybe grow into something more. After a start, there must be an end. And then it restarts, a cycle, repeating again. Beauty can be lost when there are only ashes left, but beauty can be made, created from pain. We think too much and forget the the things that matter. We forget the good by striving for better. We think the good will not be as good as the latter. Instead of enjoying every part of the endeavour, bells ring. A building stands tall. And all that matters is that I hear them as they ring. For one day, these walls will surely fall. Room, sometimes, it isn't what you see which sticks with you the most. Great lengths of wood, mundane brown and white, stripe after stripe, in a room which forgets the time. No, sometimes, what sticks with you the most is what you don't see. Faded shadows on the wall, where a picture once hung. Or the beams where a floor once made the room half as tall. Signs of a presence, where now there is none. Signs of past lives, which are now long gone. Signs of a world, which changes and carries on. What has been here before is here because it's not. We are not back there in the 12th, nor are we here in the 21st. This is a room where centuries run into each other, intertwine and disappear into the earth. There is no then and there is no now. It eclipses time just as it does sound. This is a room made for silence. If you listen, you can hear it. And with silence comes thought, words which you can feel and breathe in. There is fear and there is fearlessness. There is love and there is hate. There is hope and there is hopelessness. There is joy. And there is shame, there is a pause, and there is eternity, there is life, and there is death, there is everything, and there is nothing, nothing but what is left. Cup of tea. Would you like a cup of tea? she asks. As I sit, A cup of peppermint tea. I'm all right, thanks. How British. Before. I wonder what the floor used to look like back before it was just carpet. Was it wood? Was it concrete? Was it sweet smelling pine? Carefully and delicately varnished. Was there beauty, was there fear in the ground that once lay? Was there cold or was there warmth as if you could be okay? Were these walls bare-bricked, harsh and intimidating? Or were they soft and gave the space for reflection and contemplating? Were the people here kind? Or were they strict and cruel? Were their hearts full of spite? Or were they honest and true? Did they hug when they met? Or did they avoid each other's gaze? Did they want to spread love? Or did they emanate their hate? What kind of world has been here? And how has it changed? The world might be different, but I think it's also just the same. Hereford Cathedral. And who may have lived here throughout the ages? Those who earned their stay through work and those who earned their wages. The dull and the poor, the rich and the almost famous. Those who served and volunteered, and those who were just failures. Vicars, choral members, a cellist, an organist, an author, a scholar, a poet, and a royalist. Not forgetting the fathers and their families, not until the 19th century, of course. I guess the wives weren't allowed to live there before. In case the men couldn't stop themselves from having intercourse. Although there was one man, John Broad, who was expelled for fathering a child. It was with Elizabeth Fletcher in 1670. I guess that must have been just a bit too wild. The funny thing is, he had sexual incontinence. There was also a gambler, Barnabas Alderson who is also incontinent. And now to mention another on the list of failures, that is. Joseph Turrit, a rebel with wit. Another one of the flops. He failed his duties, you see. Must have been the attitude, his resistance to conformity. And William Evans, a bit of a bad boy, he threw knives. For fun. It was at Boyce, at dinner. He mustn't have liked him very much. Or maybe he wasn't producing enough beer for dinner time. At a previous dinner, he'd hit a servant with his key in 1589. But that was all in the past, and now they are long gone. And yet something lasts, and something else carries on. The building still stands and the community does thrive and it surprises me that such a place is still alive it is the people inside now who bring it to life i don't know many but how about sarah who can't half smile bright Maybe a little too much, if you know what I mean. It's all that energy, see. How can one person have so much positivity? And there's Jess, too. She came from Buckingham, you know. She is new, but she gave me some darned good info. But I must confess, they are the only two who I even know the names of, blimey. But I am glad to have seen how the cathedral blooms. And I rather hope, just as they have made me, that they all keep on smiling.
0: We all agree we've witnessed something really incredible and really remarkable here this afternoon. Um, I know you were nervous, but you didn't look it. You showed us all what true professionalism and effort and talent is. So. We're all really proud of you and I really hope you're really proud of yourselves. (laughs) And um, could we just have another round of applause?